options podcast welcome back everyone to another episode of the dialogue options podcast with your ever faithful hosts joel mcdonald that is me and as always my very very good friend and co-host mr kyra morrison how are you doing good sir joel i'm exhausted but otherwise okay getting by we're rapid we're on the way out of 2020 we are yeah hopefully heading to greener pastures <laughs> fingers crossed well things are already starting to things have been good bit. the last couple of weeks i will i will admit yeah. that yeah exactly you know just enjoying the little things in life which is nice um but speaking of the last couple of weeks what have you been up to well joel i saw you which was interesting and fun i saw you in person yes we had brunch was it was lovely we were keeping our eyes on the clouds because it was meant to be a rainy day it mostly yep. behaved. It did until, hold off, you know. Yeah, for the most part, it held off. Yeah, <laughs> but um, apart from that, honestly, like my work is really starting to kick off into crazy town. So my days generally start with going to work tired, then I work for a day tired, then I come home tired, and I go to sleep tired, and I wake up tired again, and it just sort of just is a never-ending cycle, basically until Christmas Eve. So thank God for video games, so I can escape in those brief windows of freedom and and safety. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're on the precipice of one very, very big one that you could sort of just sink right into. So it'll basically um, be a second life. So, yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, it'll be my, it'll be my nighttime life. Uh, as soon as, <laughs> as, soon as my city. wife and my son go to bed, I'm just going to Night City. Yep. Um, cool. Yeah. Well, uh, I've had a bit of a bit of a a big week as well. I'm I'm pretty tired as well, but it's for a more is that thing of like you know when you go away on holiday and you come back and you're just like ah oh, I'm just tired I'm tired from my holiday See, that's like, the fun sort of tired yeah yeah it's it's um I'm I'm not gonna complain about it but you know I am tired you can um, still complain have, like t- being tired isn't fun <laughs> no no it's not um I had a particularly late night last last uh, last night but no yeah I we we had a, my wife had a week off of annual leave so we went back to Bendigo for a few days. Hence why we, we caught up in person, which was good, and saw family and things. Um, that was great. And we came back here for a day, and then we went to Heelsville for a couple of days. We took Griffin to the zoo for the first time, which he loved. Nice, nice. Nothing like a zoo trip. Um, yeah, we saw dinosaurs there, and he fucking loved them. Like, absolutely loved them. It's because dinosaurs um, are very cool. And again, I just want to emphasize that we should just have more things that have dinosaurs. Like Jurassic oh, yeah. Park doesn't need to have a monopoly on that, guys. It just doesn't. No, no. We well, can have more dinosaur things. Hey, the zoos have got it. Uh, you know, they got a, they got a good thing going at the moment. And yeah, Hillsville had a really cool setup. It was just like you walked around like a track, and they just had like animatronic dinosaurs that would like fucking roar at you and shit. Yeah, I feel it was like awesome. I feel like I saw something like boy, whenever in the before times when I was last at Melbourne Zoo, they were advertising some dinosaur thing they were doing. So yeah, the zoos are we went. The zoos are on it. I think that was the last time we went to the zoo because you Potentially, were with us, I think. that may have been in, yeah. in the before times. It was a random, like, we, you, you were staying with us and we're like, you want to go to the zoo today? <laughs> like, to which the answer is almost always, <laughs> of course, let's go see yeah. some animals. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I'd never been to Hillsville before. That was really great. Um, yeah, we stayed in, like, a really cool little cabin and that was really nice. nice. And then, uh, and then yeah, had a, a big old uh, D&D session yesterday in person, which was lovely. So we had, like, a, I think it worked out to like eight or nine hours we played for yesterday. Um, and yeah, we had a pretty fucking epic battle against the Beholder, which was scary as shit. 
Um, and yeah, the, the end of the fight was completely clutch and just amazing. Good time. So nice. I am, I am tired from that because Ash was back at work today. So I was up with Griffin and yeah, just still recovering from that, but we're getting there. We're getting there, but that's not what we're here to talk about this week. I think that's enough banter for now. I think it's time we should, uh, should just jump straight on into the bonus round. What do you think? I think so. Bonus round. Our bonus round is, of course, our whatever we want it to be section of the show. Uh, it was sort of the question and answer segment, but we sort of like co-opted it into our own little thing at the moment. Um, and we're really, really going to be talking about one big topic this week. So one that's huge why huge topic. <laughs> yeah, like that's why we're going to be um, just sort of chucking it in the bonus round. It seems like the right place for it. And that big topic uh, is, of course. The Game Awards. It is that time of the year. It is the Keelys. The Keelys. The 2020 Keelys are upon us in just about two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, nominees came out last week, I think? Yes, like late last week. Week before. Did he like, yeah, yeah. like live stream for it and everything? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. In in, in, in a typical Jeff Keely hype fashion. God, um, man. The way he read some of his nomination nominees, I was just like, calm down, Keely. All right. Like, we get it. <laughs> He's love it. He's just eating it all up. Like, and you go to the website, and the website's all like this, like super high tech, like fancy animations and shit. Like Has that. like it's the crazy. history. Like you can, when you log in and nominate, you get like badges that you can't really put anywhere, but you get them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that was. I saw that every time I'd vote, I'd be like, oh, okay. Like cool. you can get like um, sure. like image links or like video links. So I guess you can share them on social media. I guess. Okay. <laughs> cool Neat. i mean like i, I mean I, I can see why you wouldn't want to vote for them all but like you know we've we've gone through um we did we did our due diligence and exactly so we've done our votes uh and a little bit different we're gonna do uh, do things a little bit differently to how we've done it in the past so normally we just go through we'd sort of put our predictions in and like that'd be it um this year we've sort of made it so that you know we could vote with our hearts, but also still have a chance to make up some points. So basically what we're going to do is we're going to read through each category. We're going to go through the nominees of each category, uh, and then we'll talk about um, what we personally voted for uh, and what we think will actually win the award. So um, so we make it a little bit, like, a bit more interesting and a little bit more so we could have like, you know, well, I personally want to vote for this game, but I don't know if it's going to win. So... Well, especially because I was speaking to you outside of a recording, and I do think, like, let's be honest here, there's a lot of these awards where it feels pretty cut and dry. So having the mm-hmm. ability to like be like, but I also I, I voted for this because I think it should win, is yeah. add a, that's a, a little bit more discussion to each of these picks where it's going to be like, so this is going to win, right? It's like, yeah, easily, like, absolutely, yeah, no contest. <laughs> um, so so because we're doing that as well, we're going to do it sort of like a if you. If your vote is also the thing that you think is going to, and like you nominate that as your, that's what's going to win, and it wins, then you get two points. So it's a double or nothing kind of system. Just to keep things a little bit more interesting. Um, and I guess mentioned here, but we won't go too much into detail about it, I guess. Uh, we will have stakes again this year. Um, we have been discussing. What will um, I make do- Joel do this time? <laughs> 
Yeah. Can do you, you want to say, like... You, what the, can you break the streak, Joel, of losing? I think it's, like, maybe third time, please? <laughs> please? Please. Um, do you want to say what we're actually going to do and just without revealing, you know, the twist of it, I guess? I mean, the gist of it really is that we're we're going to pick something for the other person to play. But... Yeah. It's not like last, like generally we like, like last year was like, hey, loser has to play a couple hours of jump force, which for me would have been funny, but it was even better that it had to be you that did it in the end. Oh, Jesus. Um, so this Jesus. is it, also just because jump force was a gift on Game Pass and I haven't, like I check Game Pass regularly and there hasn't been anything on there where I'm like, oh man, this either way, this could be good. But uh, I do, yeah, so this year we're going to try to tailor it a bit more personally and we'll see how we go yeah. with that. But I think yeah. we'll, we'll probably put our, like, Start with the stakes on the results show, I imagine. Yes. Yeah. We'll re- reveal what uh, what we have in store for the other person, and then we'll go from there and see what happens. But I think that's all the sort of uh, the housekeeping we need to do in terms of um, how this is going to work. If you listen to it before, it's going to be a very similar conversation, just with yeah. a couple of extra little bits and pieces in there. It, how so, many, How many years of this have we done now? Is this our third year? I think it is. Is that... Yeah, it's definitely at least our third year that we've had stakes because um, the first one that we did was, yeah, 2018 because it was where Joker got announced Hell for yeah, the, the, the Battle Pass and we, yeah, I had to buy you your Battle Pass for, your Season 1 Battle Pass for Smash Brothers. Much appreciated, by the way. Mm, oh, look, hey, look, that was fine, you know. I would do that again in a heartbeat than have to play any more of Jump Force. Let's I love how much you hated Jump Force. That gives me life. Oh, it's just fucking dead game anyway anyway we're gonna kick things off um we're gonna go from if you're following along at home if you want to look at the website itself as well we're going from the bottom to the top so we're going to end with game of the year and start and and start with all the stuff down the bottom this also works out pretty well because it also gets (laughs) no offense esports but i'm not the most esports switched on person (laughs) that's it well it's it where it's the 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 segment of awards that we're the least knowledgeable about sometimes it's just like i cover my eyes and i just point at something that's pretty much it like i tried a couple like i think the esports host i tried to look into them a bit but like yeah yeah. honestly with esports it's just such a a deep deep ocean it's like i don't know where to start oh jesus (laughs) yes um well let's kick it off we're going to start off with best esports team, uh, and the nominees for that category this year are uh, Dam One Gaming for League of Legends, Dallas Empire for Call of Duty, uh, G Two Esports for League of Legends, San Francisco Shock for Overwatch League, and Team Secret for Dota Two. Um, all right, so we'll go what we actually voted for, and then what we think will win. I think they're all going to be pretty similar in this category. Maybe I don't know. Uh, uh, in these categories, I went for the tried and true. So this is who I nominated, but honestly, it's also who I picked to win as well. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. Just went for G two esports, man. Just because of League of Legends. <laughs> yep, that's what I did that, as well. That things that game's <laughs> impervious at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like a lot of the other esports that are in there are have been doing like gangbusters this year. Um, like, didn't hear as much about Overwatch League this year, but that could be just because I'm a little bit out of the the loop but um yeah g2 is what i picked and what i think is going to win as well um strong start <laughs> yeah exactly yeah it's it's going to be like this for these next couple of categories i think maybe um maybe all right well let's move on to the next one which is best esports host 
Uh, the nominees are Alex Goldenboy Mendez, Alex Machine Richardson, uh, Effie Shortsk, uh, S J O K Z, Deportier. It shocks. Uh, <laughs> it shocks. See, thank you. I did some reading. I knew a couple of them, but um, <laughs> fuck me. Well, I, I I didn't spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> uh, then we've got James Dash Patterson. And Jorian Shiva van der Heijen. Heiden. Heiden. Yeah, that J is going to be silent, right? Um, yeah, after I've butchered most of those names, what did you go with? So I actually went for Shocks. Okay. Um, just because, again, I was, look, I was like, here's what here's the safest thing to do, right? These are esports hosts. Let's just go to YouTube and just type in their names and just like watch... Some short clips, and uh, out of all of them, like I, Shocks has like a, has like a fun vlog up. It sort of goes a lot of like a lot more behind the scenes. I'm like, you know what? I like you. You seem fun. As far at this at this point, that's all I can really do for an esports host, because like really, I'm not going to understand any of these esports. So it's going to come down to can the host hold my attention? And at this point, from what I saw of all of them, it was it, she did. So I was like, cool. I will vote for you. Cool. Yep. So, uh, so I nominated, I voted for her, and also she was my pick to win. Yeah. So I've got like a, you know, double or nothing for this one as well. And I've gone with uh, Alex Goldenboy Mendes again. I think He's got to win eventually, last... right? He's he's good. Right? <laughs> he's very good. And um, from what I've heard of him, and he's also a kind of funny best friend, um, I'm pretty sure. So that's how I know that name. Um, and yeah, he seems like a really good dude. So um, that's my my vote and my pick to win. For best esports host. Moving on to the next one, we've got best esports game. The nominees are Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Counter Strike Global Offense, Fortnite, League of Legends, and Valorant. Yeah, look, again, same thing. Nomination and pick to win. Both League of Legends. Like, <laughs> I just feel like uh, it can't lose. <laughs> yeah, I did as well, but I did actually think about this one for a bit because, I mean, Fortnite potentially valorant's had a pretty good year see i feel like i um, haven't heard much about valorant and that's why i didn't go with it in the end i've been seeing it pop up here okay, and there right. more so than say like pro modern warfare yeah um, i can't say much about the I call mean, of duty like you know esports scene it's just what i see around the traps of like people that i follow that are into it and things like that I see like cs pop up every now and again yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I went for League of Legends as well. My vote and tip to win as well. So um there's not much more we probably say about that. Go go um, go lol go. Yes, please, League of Legends, do it. Do it for KDA. Let's let's go. KDA um, factor. Yeah, that's what I'm voting for. I'm voting for the KDA factor. Uh best esports event. The nominees are Blast Premier Spring twenty twenty European Finals. Uh, Call of Duty League Championship 2020, uh, IAM Catalyze, Catalyze 2020, League of Legends Worlds Championship 2020, uh, and Overwatch League Grand Finals 2020. So this one actually bummed me out, bummed me out a bit. Obviously because of um, COVID, a lot of these events weren't really the same in a lot of situations. But also, it also mm-hmm. reminded me that bloody goddamn Evo like just self-destructed this year. So. Yep. Because that would have been yep. my vote otherwise. But um, in the end, I I don't know. I can't explain why, considering that... Oh, wait. 
No, wait, hang on a second. Is this one of those ones where it's different? It is. Okay. Um, I don't know why. I think this one is just a gamble. My nomination that I that I voted for with no with no context or experience watching it this year was Overwatch League Grand Finals. <laughs> Nice. But uh, my my pick to probably win is was League of Legends. <laughs> uh, I'm going double or nothing Ooh. for the KDA factor. League of Legends. Or League of Legends. Yeah, I reckon uh, you'll be a was... point up there. I'm uh, not sure why I... I had voted for Overwatch. I'm sure there was a reason at the time, but I'm going to stand by it. I'm sticking to my guns for some All reason. Right, cool. I respect it. I respect it. Look, no, Overwatch I is still would... it's still you know plodding along. I think most people yeah. are just waiting for that sequel. Uh, maybe it'll show yep. up here. Who knows? Maybe BlizzCon's not till next year now, so. We might talk about that later. Um, But uh, yeah, I went for Worlds because I actually sort of like, I didn't watch any of the matches per se, but I've sort of looked into like what Worlds is. They they actually like, right, put out a few videos. They put out, because they have a theme song for it every year as well, continuing with the music trend. Um, And this year's one featured um, the the singer from A Day to Remember. And I was like, well, clearly I'm going to listen to that because fucking A Day to Remember remember kick ass. And um, it's a great song. It had like a great anime music video for it that was like uh, someone like fighting through like a whole bunch of like League of Legends champions, like the actual players. And it was them with like the weapons of their characters of choice and stuff. And it was a really well done video. Um, it was like them like training and getting better and better and like taking them down one by one. Um, and then they also put out a couple of those like supplementary videos as well in that same art style with those same characters sort of explaining about League of Legends and what Worlds is. Um, oh, and nice. they, were like, they were like five-minute videos, and I was like, oh, I'll watch these, because it was in the same art style. I was like, this is pretty cool. Um, and yeah, they were actually kind of interesting. And yeah, Worlds is crazy. And like talking about KDA, like they have, I don't know if they did it again this year, but like they have like hologram performances from like all their various like made-up k-pop groups and things like <laughs> like music musical acts that they have that are a part of the league of legends universe they announced another member of 2kda just recently i think it was around worlds because they dropped kda dropped their first ep nice. um it's very good and um yeah they announced a new member who's like a music producer and she was also added into the game yeah so i was like like just for the, the sheer production values factor like they go all out on this shit, and it's entertaining to watch, even if you have no idea about League of Legends. It's, it's cool just to watch clips of, like, that stage setup. It's fucking bonkers. Um, so, yeah, that's why I went for Worlds. <laughs> Look, yeah, like I said, I'm not sure why I went the way I did, but I do think that League of Legends will win. Yeah, I, I, you know, I mean, yeah, I hope so. I think it will. I hope so. Um, best esports coach. We've got Danny Zonic Sorensen, uh, Dahi Krusty Park, Fabian Grabs Lohman, Lee uh, Zephyr Jamin. Don't know why I put the uh, the J on that one because it looks like a Korean name, so or a Japanese name. Uh, and Raymond Rambo Lucier. Uh, I went for Lee Zephyr Jamin. I'll have another crack at that. That was uh yeah. So I voted for them. And I think I sort of doubled down on that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I doubled down on that one. Purely a stab in the dark. So uh, I went the other LOL player. 
Uh, I went for Fabian okay. grabs Loman, so you know we we got we got like two different LOL things could go this way. We'll see, we'll see. You know, okay, all right. Yeah, well, we both yep. lose the... a point. Who knows? But uh, that's exactly <laughs> the league factor comes into it again. Um, not quite the KDA factor, but the league factor still. Uh, cool. Yeah. Well, there's no real informed opinion. <laughs> no. That again, one. I do apologize, but like, it's just again, this it's... happens. Yeah. Yeah. This because happens like, every year. Is massive. Like. <laughs> Yeah, like, this happens every year. We always stumble across this one. We promise it gets better. Trust me. We'll have interesting like, conversations to talk about. I just about. need more recognition for the fighting game community. And then, I, like, I am, I, I check out those esport events much more regularly when they happen. But, like, all these other ones, I'm just like, oh, no, I don't really care, unfortunately. Sorry. I had every intention of watching Overwatch League and, like, being fully into it. I started, like, when Overwatch, when when we were in the heat of it and we had our game nights and when it was, like... So, who knows? When Overwatch 2 comes out, maybe I'll jump back on League and watch it weekly again for at least the first few months. (laughs) There's, like, fucking, like... We had teams everything, Yeah, we did, yeah. Fucking London Spitfires, baby. My team changed their colors, and I was like, oh, I kind of like the green oh, and gold, no. though, right? <laughs> um, well, there's like five more teams now or something as well. Yes, it's, is it is exponentially bigger. Mm. Uh, cool. All right. Best esports athlete uh, or player. It's listed here as athlete. I respect that. Uh, the nominees are Ian Crim6 Porter for Call of Duty, uh, Heo Showmaker Sue for League of Legends, Kim Canyon Guillaume Boo for League of Legends, Anthony Shotzi Curveus Castro for Call of Duty, and Matteo Matteo Zywood Herbal. I've butchered all of these. Let's just put it that way. Um, I, I League of Legends again. I went for Showmaker. Me too. For both yep. of them. Like, yeah. Yep. So, okay, we're doubling up here again. All right, doubling up here. Okay, cool. I was wondering, I was like, oh, maybe you'll go for the other League of Legends player, but... No. I do, I just think, that. again, just with how long League of Legends has just managed to live, like, I, that's that's honestly why usually I just, with my very limited esports knowledge, I usually gravitate to, to players or coaches or events re- revolving around that game, because that game is just, well, it's it's a model. It's a juggernaut, yeah. Yeah, unstoppable. Um, yep. I mean, it almost hooked me in with fucking music acts. Like, Jesus Christ. I swear. I swear it'll be the last time I talk about KDA this episode. I I promise. I hope. Anyway. Uh, all right. On to some categories where we actually have a little bit of uh, something to say, I guess, in these ones. Best debut game. So, uh, the best debut game created by a new independent studio. The nominees are Carrion from Phobia Game Studios, uh, published by Devolver. Mortal Shell from Cold Symmetry and Playstack, uh, Raji and Ancient Epic from Nodding Heads Games, Roki from Polygon Treehouse, and Phasmophobia from Kinetic Games. So where'd you land here? I got a split here. I got. I got. A, I voted for one game, but I picked another to win. Right. So I voted for Mortal Shell, mostly mm-hmm. because out of all of them, it's the one I played, but also. Like man, as far as debut get, there are there are professional like game developers who are like come into this like cool. We'll just make a Dark Souls game because from software make it look so easy and just don't succeed. But what I played of Mortal Shell was like no, this is like this is it. Like you've got yeah. the stuff that makes Dark Souls good, 
but also you've got a unique twist on it with the shell system that also helps it stand on its own and i respect mm-hmm. that but i picked phasmophobia to win just because i know it's very 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 popular uh i've got a split here as well so uh i also my my tip to win is phasmophobia because same reasons like yeah, it's blown it's just, up it's blown massively. up in a huge way like in the last few months and I must admit, I've watched a lot of people play this game. Like it is, it is a fun game to watch people play. It is, it, it's up there. Will play it. My wife will be very happy about it because she's desperate to play it. Um, so, and I've been watching like lots of people play it, and I put I put it up in there in the same echelon of games as this year that are fun to watch people play, uh, as like Among Us and Four Guys. Yep, like, absolutely. That, like, that is the crowd I would put it with. Yep, those three are like if I see like a, a like you know one of the YouTube channels I follow if they've done a video in it nine times out of ten I'm going to check it out because I'm like well I like this game and I like these people it you know I like watching this game um, so that's why I went for Phasmophobia but my vote goes to Carrion because I actually played that and I finished it uh, and it's really good it's interesting doing a um as they describe it a reverse uh, survival horror game um, and it's pretty cool like it sort of does that um it's grotesque and interesting to look at and it was just it felt familiar but it was different and and unique enough to stand on its own um, it's definitely yeah. on a li- i, I want to get to it and i know it's on game pass and i know it's only mm. a few hours long yeah i do need to get to it. it you can knock it out in a night if you really power through it like i i think i did it over a couple of days just because i was playing like an hour or so here and there but um yeah, uh, it's really fun and really interesting and, like, watching this blob grow. It's kind of like, I know a lot of people love this game, but, like, you know, um, certain parts of uh, Inside, it's like that, but for the whole game, and I didn't hate it. So, oh, Joel, um, like, why do you have to come out with his barbs against Inside? I just I don't like that game. I don't get why everyone fucking loves that game so much. I just Joel's I don't. Joel's do not respect the podcast, don't worry. <laughs> No, hey, look. I do look, not, I do I, not I, represent us at all. I totally respect if you really love that game or, or whatever, but I just, I don't, I don't get it. It's, it's at the very best, it's an okay game. Like it's anyway. That's my my. So I was going to suggest there. going forward. Do you want to start rotating on and off just so that you're not reading out every long list? Because <laughs> okay, all right, I feel cool. bad. <laughs> yeah, all right. That sounds good. Let's do that. Let's do that. Just so g- give you a, give your voice a, a break in between. Yeah, so I, I, I'm so you know stop having people have to hear my voice screech about games from three years ago that I don't like. <laughs> hey, that's the spiciest content, Joel. Gonna get all the that's all what the I'm here news, for. All the listens. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, I'm just here to keep things interesting, like and make it make it a bit <laughs> spicy. All right. So next up, we have content creator of the year presented by Adobe. Just don't forget that. <laughs> So um, the nominees for this category are Alana Pierce, J.N. Lopez, Nick Merckx, Tim the Tatman, and Velka Ray. Um, look, I don't want to be biased, but as Australians, I think we know... I, I'm going to assume you picked the same as me. I I have for my vote, yes. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, so, uh, my, yeah, obviously my vote and my nomination were both Alana Pierce. Yeah. I, because because of the 
just the way she's just climbed and climbed these last few years and mm-hmm. like let's be, she's not going to be a content creator after this year's or she technically isn't anymore anyway so well she is still going to be doing stuff she's still going to be playing yeah. games and streaming stuff like that she just because she put out a video because i yeah i'm I, i'm a really big fan of her as well i quite follow her quite um closely with like play watch listen and like obviously her stuff at funhouse but now she's not there because she's a writer at Sony Santa Monica, which <laughs> is insane. fucking so cool. insane. Good this Lord. year has been nuts for her. Um, and uh, she did put out a video when she announced it, and she's like, I will still be doing, like, Play Watch Listen. I'll still be doing, like, videos and playing games and streaming, stuff like that. She said, probably won't be as much. And I definitely, like, my personal life side of things now uh, is locked off. Like, I'm not talking about anything like that anymore so makes sense she sort of like you know set the boundaries and stuff like that um so yeah my pick is for alana pierce again because one i actually think she's really great and i think she's yeah really interesting person and really great to watch uh and i like her content but also she's australian so yeah we kind of you know got got that um that you know got to back her but also yeah like you said like she's worked so so hard like Almost at every turn when she's like, cool, now now Alana's announcing her next thing. It's just like, you're doing that now? Like, yeah. I still remember when she moved to IGN. Yeah. It, was, it blew my mind. Then yeah. she was at Farnhouse, and now she's going to be working with the God of War guy. It's just... Yep. She's... But, like, you know, could, who knows? So could be Could be riding on Ragnarok. Like, it's... Most likely is riding on Ragnarok. Whole bunch of speculation there. But, anyway. Uh, but my my tip for the actual winner... I've actually gone with Tim the Tapman. God damn it, Joel. I was, I thought you might. Yeah, because I thought about this because I was just going to, my first thought was like, well, Alana Pierce, double whammy, <laughs> double or nothing. And I went, hang on a sec. Jim the Tapman had a fucking big year this year. And that whole- Damn crown. Yeah, that that like whole debacle of him getting his first crown was massive. So I feel like, I think he got a lot of, you know, his community. I don't know if he had a massive community beforehand. I assume he had a decent amount. Um, but I can only imagine that that grew yeah, and well, expanded a lot. I mean, on the topic of, of Tim the Tatman, like sometimes part of the joys of my day would be logging on to see how Mediatonic is roasting Tim the Tatman today. Yes, exactly. So, um, I have no real allegiance to it. I just, I have this like, it's one of those yeah, things where like I went with fair. my gut and I'm like, I feel like that might be the one, but who knows? Who knows? Um, all right, moving on. To best multiplayer game. So, best multiplayer game, the nominees are Animal Crossing New Horizons, Among Us, Call of Duty Warzone, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, and Valorant. How'd you uh, land here? I doubled down on this one for my nomination and will win. I had to go with Fall Guys just yeah. because Fall Guys, like, I, I know there's been plenty of talk recently. Like, every now and again, you see the post in response to their comments going, oh, I remember Fall Guys. You're like, it's still a good game and it's still really popular. And I honestly wish I was playing it more, but just haven't had the time yeah. lately. Uh, but yeah, yeah. No, had to go Fall Guys for this one. Similar here. Same here. Yeah, Fall Guys for both. Um, I was the, tempted the... by Among Us just because it has been... It's got legs and all the recent streams of um, AOC as well have been great. But very true, actually, and even like to an extent, like now I'm talking myself down, it might win, <laughs> but my see, votes yeah. are locked in. I won't yeah, change them, they're locked in, you know. Um, also, I do, I did like contemplate Animal Crossing for a bit as well, just because of 
the circumstances of so which it, it, it launched. It, it's funny, right? I was the same. But then I also remembered how unnecessarily painful the multiplayer is in that game. And I was like, no, you can have best family game. You're not having this one, though. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers! Come on, um, it's the Nintendo category. Let's see. Don't, yeah, don't, don't get that. It's <laughs> not just Nintendo this year. We'll, we'll I know, get to that. I know, but yeah. let's be honest here. Um, yeah, same reasons, Fall Guys, for both. Like, it's, yeah. you know, it was, it was a bit of a no-brainer for that one. Uh, so next up, we've got best sports slash racing. Uh, this is an interesting one that I, I picked very quickly on. So the nominees are... Dirt 5 by Codemasters Cheshire and Codemasters. F1 2020 by Codemasters Birmingham and Codemasters. Codemasters just really working hard. Oh, yeah. FIFA 21 by EA Vancouver and EA Romania. NBA 2K21 by Visible Concept and 2K. And, of course, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 by Vicarious Visions and Activision. Uh, Joel, where'd you go? Where'd you land? Man, lights out, Gorilla Radio, turn that shit up. It's got to be THPS 1 and 2. Like, that... And I think that's... I, I picked it, It's my, it was my vote, and it's going to win it, I think. There's nothing else that comes close. I, like... 2K21, may, maybe. Dirt 5, maybe. THPS was, like, the shot of nostalgia that people were just desperate for this year. Um, and it delivered and exceeded on those expectations and i think it's just going to knock it out of the park this is its category i think it's its only nomination it's going to win it. it has to yeah i mean i was the same i doubled down like i i nominated it to win and i picked i think it will win and that was tony hawk just because like the one that came closest to me as i was looking over this list was like maybe dirt five i i always feel bad i'm like look fifa you'll be here next year nba you'll be here next year but like when you when you see like a standout one like Tony Hawk, you're like, no, I reckon that's I reckon that one's got it. Yeah, especially in that sort of category. It's yeah, absolutely. There's nothing else that's really sort of scratched, or come even close to like you know the reception that um, Tony Hawk got this year. So, and it's also fucking great. It's so good. I want to play it eventually. It's on my it's list. So good. Oh, I need Jesus. to go back to it. Actually, that's what I, I need it to have a, a good sale. Way. That's what I need. <laughs> I, that's why I picked it up when I did, when it was launched. I got it for like under 50 bucks and I was like, yep, good done, done. That's, I'm happy with that and I do not regret it. Um, but I need to go back to it. That might be something I do in the uh, in the, the downtime at the moment before uh, Cyberpunk comes out. Uh, alrighty. So next up, we've got Best Sim Slash Strategy Game. The nominees are Crusader Kings 3, Desperados 3, Gears Tactics Microsoft Flight Simulator and XCOM Chimera Squad. Uh, where did you land on these ones? Double dipped, double dipped, because I think it's the winner. Uh, nominated to win, I like I voted for and I picked to win Crusader Kings three, just because Paradox. Like, I nearly I was so close to picking Flight Simulator, but I just I want to believe in Crusader Kings three so badly. That game, uh, like, I always, every time I try to play Crusader Kings 2, I'm like, I'm going to do it this time. I'm going to learn how to play it. I never quite figure it out. But I really seriously will figure out how to play Crusader Kings 3 because it looks, it, Paradox's games are nothing, like, they're intimidating as hell. But once you figure them out and give them the time and learn them, there's really not much, I think, out there that go as deep as they do. 
Also, some great patch notes whenever they do updates. Just fun little <laughs> like weird things where like, oh, we fixed what happens with nice people now when bad things happen. It's like that's so stupid. I love it. Good patch notes. Right. But yeah, I, I had to go off Crusader Kings. Uh, I also doubled down, but I also doubled down on the other horse in that race, which is uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Okay, um, here we go. <laughs> yep, we've got a race now. We got we got we got a we got a horse race going. This, this now. is where it starts to split now. Exactly. Um. I'm glad that that was the case because I wasn't sure whether you, where you were going to land on it. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, again, it was one of those things that ca- the timing of it coming out of in this year in this situation in a global pandemic where people can't travel um, to give people not just give people but give it to them essentially for free on Game Pass the ability to jump in a plane and fly anywhere in the world. Um, and all the fun stories that have come out of it as well, like all the you know. The giant tower in Melbourne that appeared out of nowhere. That's like the, uh, the massive voids. The vo- yeah, like the the fucking like the the holes of nowhere that if you flew down into it, it, it was basically interstellar. Um, like yeah, all that kind of stuff. On top of the fact that it is apparently is a very good. It does exactly what it says on the box, and it does it very well. So, um, yeah, flight sim is my pick, and I think it's gonna win. All right, then. So, Joel, <laughs> next up, we've got Best Family Game. <laughs> In previous years, known as the Nintendo category, but... There's a couple of people here to try trying to shake it up. We've got some diversity here. Uh, so, of course, the nominees for Best Family Game include Animal Crossing New Horizons, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit... Minecraft Dungeons, and Paper Mario, the Origami King. <laughs> Which way did you go, Joel? Uh, it's got to be Animal Crossing. This is the category it's going to win. It's, I mean, I, it's my pick, and I've doubled down for it to actually win. Uh, Fall Guys could take it, but then I was like looking at the category-wise, I was like, no, Animal Crossing. I go, I'm going to stick to my guns with Animal Crossing, because I think it's... It is like the epitome of a good family game. It is fun. It is inoffensive. It's easy to pick up. You've only got to look at like the massive global reach that it had this year for people who have never played an Animal Crossing game before and now are like slaving away on their own little islands. So I think, yeah, that's to me, I think it's going to win. Uh, so I've got a split vote here. Ooh. I, I My vote went to Fall Guys. Just because, again, when I looked at these games and all of, like in this category, I'm like, as much as I loved Animal Crossing, I harbor no ill will towards it. I sunk 200 hours into it and loved it. But man, Four Guys was insane, and I love it dearly. <laughs> but I do, I, my pick to win is Animal Crossing. I do think it's going to win. But I was like, no, I got, I got to throw my vote behind Four Guys. Got to show my support. Yeah, I look. I I should probably say that I, you know, I was very very hyped for Animal Crossing, and so that's why I I picked it as one of my favorites because I, I I haven't touched it for a few months, but um, I know it, I bought it digitally for the, the sole reason that it will live on my switch. Now that, you know, a couple of months time, there might be a gap for a couple of weeks where I've got nothing to play. And I'm like, I'll go back and check out all the stuff they've added to it so far. And um, I mean, all the, the, the seasonal updates and stuff, I, I still enjoy following along. I like all the characters there. It was just something nice and relaxing about that game that i really really enjoy so yeah that's why i went for animal crossing 
Cool. Uh, oh, that's me, isn't it? It is. You're up, Joel. Sure. Our next category we've got is Best Fighting Game. Uh, the nominees are Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, uh, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, Street Fighter V Champion Edition, One Punch Man, A Hero Nobody Knows, uh, and Undernight in Birth EXE Late Parentheses CLR. Yep. That one. Undernight I in Birth. love how all in the names of those Undernight games are. Just uh, maximum <laughs> respect. It's just, it's a fucking nightmare. Every time I have to like look at it, I'm just like, I, I like, like, thankfully I haven't had to read them out before. So it's been good. Yeah. Well, that changed today. Uh, I ended up landing on Mortal Kombat 11 for this one as my pick and for the actual winner. Same. Yeah. I think of those, it's the one I've seen the most coverage for over the year. I mean, it's more, um, so like, let's be honest here. Let's not fool around. It's Mortal Kombat, right? Well, yeah. Like, I was looking at the list of nominees, and in my heart of hearts, I really want a Grand Blue Fantasy to win because I love yeah. Arc System Works, and I think if nothing out of all these games, if nothing else alone, Arc should win because of how good their fighting games look. Absolutely. But Mortal Kombat, it was either going to be Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter for me. I just think, granted, it's like Ultimate's coming out recently. Mm-hmm. But I think it's had a better year than Street Fighter. Just it, and, well, I mean, like, look at like since it's like came out, they've already announced some fun stuff. Like, well, the, the couple of weeks leading up to it, they announced like Rambo was going to be in mm-hmm. the game as a like as DLC. They announced the free skins update for the Mortal Kombat movie. That's so cool. Like the like how it's they they just know what they're doing with that, and that's why I keep hearing about that game. Um, our good friend Ben's has been playing it. Yes, he's been um, talking to me a lot about it as well. Yeah, and he's it like... Sounds, he's a, I want to get to it. <laughs> yeah, me too. He said, I haven't played that Aftermath DLC. I haven't seen how that plays out yet. Mm, like, he's... Because he's a big fan of Mortal Kombat as well. And it's it just... He was likening it to, like, uh, the Avengers, like, endgame of Mortal Kombat. And I'm like, that's great. awesome. And it, they apparently lean super heavily into it. And they, it knows what it is. And that's... I'm like, yeah, cool. I respect that. So... Yeah, yeah. I definitely... I think I watched Maximilian Dude play for the story mode of like the base like Mortal Kombat 11 and it was such a fun ride and I think that's the other reason why again Mortal Kombat it always goes so hard on its story modes that it makes me look at other fighting games that include them and like like nothing personal but look at this it's not even Mortal Kombat it's Netherrealm in general yeah Netherrealm yeah true because like the um like the Injustice I ones I haven't played Injustice 2 but Injustice 1 story mode was very good yeah that's the thing like they they, they deliver the whole package and then there's so much content there that you put it on the top of them. It's true. So yeah, cool. I don't know. I think I think it's got it. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! So next up is best role playing game. Uh oh, Jesus. Okay, so the nominees for best role playing game this year are Final Fantasy VII Remake, Genshin Impact, Persona Five Royal, Wasteland Three, and Yakuza Like a Dragon. Joel, where did you land on this one? Kyron. I can safely say I'm a convert yes. now. Good. I'm happy to hear it. My my vote and my pick to win are both Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's the safe way to be. I'm the same. Yeah. I think like, this is the category to win it. Like, it, it's going to win. Like, the, like of the There's main... like two categories that, does it, that it should not lose in, and this is one of them. Yeah. I Yeah. I... 
yeah, definitely agree. This one should be as much as I love. I haven't finished Royal as well, so that's, Look, that was a contributing Royal, factor. Royal is great. I love Persona Five Royal, but it is also largely Persona Five, and like yeah. people will be like, "But Seven's a remake, yeah." But hang on, but there's a lot of no, 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 new no, stuff no, 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 in this, no. oh, <laughs> and it is nothing. It doesn't even play anything like the original Seven. It's um, like remake doesn't even begin to describe that exactly. game. Like it's. Um, and also, like, you know, I, I will get to it eventually, but yeah, Yakuza Like a Dragon, I keep hearing. Yeah, for sure. Like, really I played a bit of Wasteland 3, and it's very cool. Uh, Genshin Impact has been a fun, like, time sink, but yeah, like, yep. when I'm when I'm thinking best role-playing for this year, ah, oh, jeez, it's gotta be 7 remake, come on, man. Don't don't fool around here, Game Awards, judges, don't do not do it. <laughs> 100%. Like, yeah, I I am definitely a convert now. I am, I'm fully in that camp for that one. For sure. Uh, alrighty, another spicy category coming up. We've got best action adventure game. Uh, the nominees are Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ghost of Tsushima, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and The Last of Us Part Two. Where did you land here? So first of all, just uh, nice to see a little nod to Jedi Fallen Order. No, no hope in winning, but hey, it's no, there. No, no, no. Be all yeah, like, hey, remember me? I'm here. I came exactly. out like after the cutoff last time, but I'm getting a, a nice, generous nod here. Um, so I doubled down on this for my for my vote and who I think will win. And I think it's got to be Last of Us Part 2. It's just... <laughs> here, here it begins. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, where did, how did you land, Joel? So... I've doubled down, and this could be a bad move. I, I, I'm, I'm sort of doubling down because I'm, I'm going for the underdog here, Ooh, um, just because of the not only the fact that it, like, critically it did really well when it came out, and everyone that you talk to who's played it really enjoyed it, and its post-launch stuff uh, has been received really well. I'm going for Ghost of Tsushima. So interesting. I think again, just thinking without getting too far ahead of ourselves here. Um, I think this is the category for it to win. I think this is where it'll get its win. And that's it. Um, but yeah, I, I would not be surprised if The Last of Us does take it, but I, I'm sort of like sticking to my guns on this one. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I believe in the underdog on this one. That's good. I respect it. Yes. Um, and again, like some of the other, like, I mean, Miles Morales, like we'll, talk about that in a upcoming episode but it's pretty safe to say i really enjoyed that or in the will of the wisps was fucking phenomenal um and then yeah jedi fallen order as well and for what i hear about valhalla as well it's um this is another it's a stacked category category yeah um but i just think anytime something else gets added to ghost of tsushima people are just like this game's got better like <laughs> got even better um it was already very good so yeah, it really was. I'm going for them. Mm, yeah, going for All the right. underdog here. So next up, we've got best action. This is, this is the game. This, these are the games you play. But you don't want the adventure. You just want the action. That's these ones right here. In case you're wondering, yeah, exactly. That, you know, big difference apparently. Um, no, they do. They do clarify. Like, so I do actually find this interesting. And it was sometimes I would go to these for like tough decisions just yes. the descriptions of the awards so best action adventure is for the best action adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving whereas best action is just for action genre games focused primarily on combat mm-hmm. it's like okay interesting that was, that was a little thing liked it uh so the nominees for best action are doom eternal hades 
Half-Life Alex, Neo 2, and Streets of Rage 4. Played a few of these games. Yeah, actually, I mean, I played three of them. them. I played three (laughs) of them, yeah. Um, And they were all really good. Um, But I'm doubling down. I gotta do it. This is the start. My roguelike love here. I'm going for Hades. Um, I also double down on Hades just because I think it's got it. (laughs) It's like, if we're like talking focused solely on combat. Fucking, yeah. The the combat in that game is so good. And it keeps it fresh hours and hours and hours and hours into that. By introducing new ways to interact with the different weapons. And it, it is just... The combat feels so good every time you pick that up to play. Yeah. So satisfying. It's just, just keeps you coming back and just, I mean, this isn't really about it, it being a best action game, really, but just a clever twist on a roguelike that actually kept me playing as opposed to making me put the game down and never come back to it. It's just a masterwork and you will hear us gush about it plenty when we get to our game of the year episode, I am sure. 100%. 100%. Uh, but until then, I think we should move on to our next category, which is innovation in accessibility. Um, so yeah, this is I'm going to read the description for this one because it's I think probably the one that's maybe deserves to have the description read of it to sort of understand the category. This is a really cool a award. Just want to say that. Yes, it is. Um, so it is a, a recognizing software and or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, technology, and content to help games be played and enjoyed by an even wider audience. Um, there was actually a couple of weeks ago, there was a, a accessibility awards where they actually did a whole award ceremony about different accessibility, you know, games, accessibility in games over a vast number of categories. Um, it was like hosted by Stephen Spawn from Able Gamers and um, Alana Pierce, actually. And uh, yeah, it was really cool. I sort of watched, I watched kind of funny do a wrap up on it and just hearing about the categories and, and the games and what those games had done. Um, it was really interesting. So similar thing here, but just the one category. The nominations for this one are Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Grounded, Hyperdot, The Last of Us Part 2, and Watch Dogs Legion. Where are you sitting here? Just double down because even from from my perspective, just when I booted up The Last of Us Part 2, just that extensive list of accessibility options you could tweak and play with to just really make that game play how you want it to play in ways where it wasn't scared to be like, hey, look, like, I'm trying to, like, just being able to trigger, like, you could, because you could even slide, like, the damage done and given, couldn't you? Like, all these little things mm-hmm. just to make the game more yep. accessible. And it's just, yep. it was so good to see it. Again, just because it was also front and center. Yep. It's the first thing you see in that game. So, I guess it wasn't clear. It's... Like, I doubled down. I voted I voted for Lost of Us Part 2, and I nominated, I think it will win as well. Um, yeah, I'm the same. I think it will as well. It's my pick, and I think it's going to win. Um, just because, yeah, again, learning up and seeing, going through those three pages and, like, reading through everything and being like, oh my god this is amazing like uh, and then seeing the reaction to that by people on twitter yeah um who these accessibility options are for and just that alone was like oh wow and it's something i'm a lot more conscious of now when i start playing games i like look i really i like looking at the options menu now to see if there's that kind of stuff in there and i, well, um, and I do believe we are we are seeing it more and more which is good like it's just becoming mm-hmm. just a thing that developers include and that's really good yep and I, that's it's why, something that's definitely I, like, at the forefront of 
developers' minds. Yeah, like it's good. Like it's it it it's. It, I get that it's all sort of watered down to one category, but even having it at the Game Awards is going to put a spotlight on it, which is just a good idea, just to make people more aware of it, which Absolutely. is, yeah, it's great. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Cool. So uh, next up is Best VR slash AR, which was nice of them to make an award for one game to win, which is very generous of them. So the nominees are Dreams, Half-Life Alex, Marvel's Iron Man VR, Star Wars Squadrons and The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. Uh, Joel, so how'd you swing? Where'd you go? I split my vote here. So my personal pick for like my vote, um, I went with Squadrons because I actually played it in VR. Fair, that's totally fair. And it was fucking great. I'm really sorry in VR. Way in advance. <laughs> um, but what I think is actually going to win is Half Life Alex. This is the category to win it. Yeah, like it's yeah. so I, I doubled down on Half Life Alex because I it's got to win something, uh, and I think mm-hmm. this is it. I obviously my I have not played any VR games this year, so that's why my not my vote for who I think would win was just purely based on like what I've heard people talk about a lot of these games, but I've heard a lot of people talk about Half Life Alex. I've heard Ben Moore talk a lot about Half Life Alex and what it does for VR. I have to yep. vote for it. I have to do, and I I also think it's just going to win just because of the general opinion and consensus about this game and what it's done for the platform. And even though it's... For the Half-Life franchise as yeah, well. Yeah, Half-Life just a franchise that's been dormant forever. This is ha- this has resurrected it and sort of made the plausibility of maybe not necessarily Half-Life 3, but something more Half-Life. Yeah, like continuing it's... Continuing that story. It's a, a, a low-risk that can pay off in the future. Very exactly. Yeah, I think it's got it in the bag. Double down. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm really just like to hit on one point, like on that one, because that's why I was like, half of us is going to win, but I I had to put in my that's vote fair. for for squadrons because I'm like it's. I have a similar one coming up where I don't think a game's going to win, but I it should, and I voted for it. Yep, couple, fair enough. A couple of times actually, we'll see. <laughs> I wonder what. Uh, best community support is our next category, uh, and that. The nominees for that one are Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, and Valorant. I'm pretty sure we've both doubled down on this one. Yeah, I, I doubled on Fall Guys. Like, it just had to. There's social yep. media, t- like, good lord. <laughs> Oliver is killing it. Even if, Absolutely even if I hadn't been playing Fall Guys, I would have been following that Twitter account because... Mm-hmm. Just such shit post level posting that I just loved. It's and it's so much fun. Like it, it, he's, they've just been having so much fun with that. Um, and it's really great because the the audience has like the, the community is really sort of engaged with that as well. I mean, like you know, talking about Tim the Tatman, like that whole thing, mm, yeah, was like blown up by like you know by the four guys' um social media just team, engaging with his attempts to win a crown. <laughs> Yeah, like it's it's great, and um, so yeah, they just they really knew how to connect with their audience and and really, um, just sing super well. It's great, great stuff. Uh, um, all right, so yeah. next up we've got best mobile game. The nominees are Among Us, Call of Duty Mobile, Genshin Impact, Legends of Runtara, and Pokemon Cafe Mix. Where'd you land, Joel? Genshin Impact. Mm. I, I, I doubled down on it as well. 
Ooh, spicy. I like it. Cool. Yeah. So I know Among Us, yes. And Call of Duty Mobile generally takes this category out. I think Genshin Impact's had a pretty big pun intended impact uh, on the mobile gaming sort of uh, scene as well um, around the world, like globally. It's so interesting. It's so interesting. That's where I'm sitting with that one. Again, this is where like the wheels probably will fucking fall off for me. Um, I mean, not necessarily. I I, um, personally doubled down on Among Us just because, again... It's got to if it if it walks away with nothing, I think it got to it's got to walk away with at least something, right? Um, yeah. For me, the thing I find interesting about Genshin Impact is, as someone who has lost many of his hours of his life to gotcha games, a lot of its trappings were familiar. What really blew me away was the open world. But honestly, I never touched on a phone. Like, given my feelings, so I know you can probably sync up a controller, but no, no, yeah, please, TV screen only for that game. <laughs> I mean, I played a little bit on my phone and it fucking sure looked it and nice, ran but, uh, TV pretty damn well. Yeah. <laughs> um, very curious to see yeah. who wins that one, though. It's going to be very interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. It, it'll be like jokes on both of us and Call of Duty yeah, Mobile. Call of Duty just again. wins anyway. Yeah. Um, no, Pokemon Cafe Apex. Mix, man. Don't sleep on it. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Um, the fucking. Yeah, because Call of Duty Mobile is like just this juggernaut, this unknown juggernaut to some people. And it's. I have no, had no idea how big that fucking thing is. And, um, yeah, anyway. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, all right. Best indie. Ooh. Oh, jeez. Here we go. Oh, boy. Um, so, best indie game. The nominees are Carrion, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, Hades, Spelunky 2, and Spiritfarer. Um, I have played all but one of these games this year um and i, played two I, of them. I, I will i have two yeah i played a demo uh, of one of them two of but, actually no, yeah. i played a demo of two of them and played two of them full all right well where'd you land on this one uh double down to like nominated nominated myself and picked to win is both on hades i did the same thing it has um, to be right like come on yeah yeah um, I'm just, yeah, I'm really gunning for it. Uh, that's not to say Spiritfarer, I really need to get back to. That game is just so heartbreakingly charming. Um, and then like we've spoken about Fall Guys enough already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> amazing. And Carrion as well. Really, really great game. And for what I heard, Splunky too, uh, for the people who like Splunky, uh, was really, really good. Well, good uh, we'll have to pick up Splunky too eventually to play the co-op. I think we should, yeah. It should be that will be fun. I just wish they put it out on Switch. I know. <laughs> it's that seems like such a misstep for me. But um yeah, I I had some um, Splunky Two also got me a whole bunch of points for my fantasy league, so it's really good. But it's Hades. Like it's ugh, it's Hades, man. It's gotta be Hades. Oh, such a good game. Such a good game. So uh next up is best ongoing. So this is just for games that have just, yeah, just the best on game hasn't ended, basically. but still being supported. And the nominees are Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Call of Duty Warzone, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. Where did you land on this one, Joel? I uh, split my vote across this one. Oh, okay, cool. What'd you go with? <laughs> so my actual personal vote, I went for Destiny 2 because of those games that are listed there. It's the one I played... I've played the most of in like the past. Um, and 
as much as like you know it's been a bit controversial about what they're doing with this whole like seasons thing and um locking a whole bunch of stuff away in the vault the content vault yeah um i i think this is the start of like the new era of destiny 2 and it's i think this time in 12 months it's going to be really good so i i'm i have faith in that just you know i thought i'd throw my vote in for that one um but what i think is going to win is call of duty warzone um it had a really good year and it's continuing to have a really good year that I'm interested to see how much it's impacted on Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Um, because, I mean, it is a free-to-play game. So, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, so I doubled down on a game that God damn deserves its dues. It is criminal, and it just... As far as like being an ongoing game goes... I doubled down on No Man's Sky. That yep, game, fair enough. it's it's a, it's journey from what it was at launch that I played, loved for a week, and then very quickly was just like, oh no. Every time there's been an update, it's been something the community wants or is fun. And I just think it deserves recognition. Come on. Like, Hello Games have kicked ass turning this game's like image around in the last couple of years. So I really, 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 really hope it wins. Please. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I wouldn't be mad if that happened. Um, cool. All right. Games for impact. Uh, so yeah, the, I, I will read the description of this one as well. This is a pretty staple category each year at the Game Awards, but it's nice to have a good refresher on it. Uh, it's for a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. Uh, the nominees are If Found, uh, Kentucky Route Zero TV Edition, Spiritfarer, Tell me why, and through the darkest of times. What are you going to say about this one? Yeah, so first category I've played, I haven't finished any of these games, unfortunately, but I have played a bit of Kentucky Route Zero, the Spiritfarer demo, and Tell Me Why. In the end, I was really tossing up between Spiritfarer and Tell Me Why. I ended up doubling down on Spiritfarer, but I'm still, I still am not a, like, I still really think no, Tell Me Why I could get it as well. Yeah, I had the same thought process, but I I played more of Spiritfarer, so I doubled down on that. Um, I do need to get yeah. back to tell me why, though. I really do. Me too. Um, I started it with with Ash, so I I kind of need to. Oh, okay. <laughs> wait till we've got time to play it together. So, which is sort of few and far between these days, but um, yeah, I really like Spiritfarer. Um, <laughs> so I hope it wins. Um. It just—it was such a nice, relaxing game. And man, sometimes that's um, all it is. Sometimes that's all it takes. Well, that's it. Especially because I'm going to be going back to work. This starting back at work over the next few weeks. I'm going to need something that's going to be nice and relaxing at some point. So maybe I'll just dip back into that to have a, you know, a little bit of a chill, a little bit of a cry. We'll see how we go. Um, but yeah, double down on that one as well. We are wading into the bloodbath now, Joel. Here we go. So next up is best performance. Awarded to an Ooh. individual for voiceover acting, motion, and or performance capture. Because this this is now an all-encompassing award, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the nominees are Ashley Johnson as Ellie, Laura Bailey as Abby, Daisuke Suji as Jin Sakai, Logan Cunningham as Hades, and Naji Jetta as Miles Morales. Joel, where'd you go? <laughs> like I, I was sitting looking at this one for a while, trying to pick 
Would you I, I actually, it was a bit of a no-brainer for me. I sort of, I doubled down. I could whittle it down um, to two, but those two, I was like, mm. no. Even out of those two, I I went with Laura Bailey. Oh, as Abby. Okay. Because cool. I think, I think when I think about that game, and I don't want to talk. Like, no spoilers. The things, yeah, the trajectory of that character, um, like made me feel different things. So. If you've played the game, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, well, I've, I've made it as vague as possible to, to avoid spoiling it. But that's it. when it came down to it. That's why I ended up going with with Laura. Um, but it's, man, yeah, it's, Ashley is. It's so interesting, right? So I doubled down on Ashley Johnson, but for similar right. reasons, right? So like yeah. in the same way that Laura Bailey flips with Abby with Ashley, I was by the end of that game, I was just like, oh, I don't know, dude. But the entire time, her performance just carried me to credits. Uh, again, those, so that's like when I got it down to those two, I was just like, Ashley or Laura, Ashley or Laura. Like, and that's yeah. like the rest of them are amazing. I didn't really get to experience um, English Jing Sakai because I was playing in Japanese. But he's Cunning- great. Cunningham really as good. Hades is so good. He's got the perfect voice, and yeah, loved Naji as um, Miles Morales as well. I I liked Naji. Hey man, let's not, it... let's not compare. Okay, it's not fair to compare. No, and I'm not comparing. I, okay. I just oh, okay. in general. All right, but we'll talk about that in another episode. Interesting. Um, yeah, I yeah. Right. One of my least. Okay. It was one of my not his favorite parts of the game, but oh. it was still good. Okay. Still good. Right. Still That's very fine. good. That's fine. Still deserving of the nomination. I still think it's a great performance. <laughs> wasn't wasn't for me. Um, but yeah, I like. Yeah, the the um English uh, Jin Jin Sakai is great. He was really good as well. But yeah, um, I'm glad we went the opposites on that one. On the two stars of The Last of Us Part Two. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, interesting to point out there as well. Like, uh, it, no, it, it, the all the nominees are either um people of color or women, which is pretty fucking cool. Mm. Um. Cool. Best audio design. Uh, the nominees for this one are Doom Eternal, Half-Life Alex, Ghost of Tsushima, Resident Evil 3, or The Last of Us Part 2. Come on now. Come on now. You go. <laughs> Double down you on go? Last of Us, dude. Right. <laughs> yeah, so you I. play that game with headphones? Yeah, no. Nah. I'm sorry. Like, mm-hmm. first, like, look, when I played Resident Evil 3, that game has some great audio. Ghost of Tsushima, the like environmental ambiance, but everything in the last of us part two, every little bit of that game's audio. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. No, <laughs> um, apparently I think, I don't know if that's, I know they've done improvements for the dual sense on PS five for the last of us part two. I'm wondering if there's any of the 3d audio stuff for it as well, maybe. Cause that would be fucked. That's <laughs> like a whole new level of immersion in that game. I don't think the haptics are out yet, so there might be a big yeah, patch coming. Right. Yeah, they maybe might do a lot of that stuff, but yeah. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> Audio yeah, in that game is just so good. Yeah, I doubled down on that one as well. It's a cut cut and dry for that one. So, next up is best score and music, and the nominees for this category are Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Hades, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and The Last of Us Part Two. Joel, where'd you land on this one? 
I voted for all of them. Yeah, look, um, <laughs> all the music all in all of his games is fucking great. Yeah, they're all great. We, like, we, um, we, I don't think I'm excited for this because we're going to see the orchestra play bits from all these game soundtracks, and that's going to be the highlight of the evening. Fucking lutely, yes, hundred um, percent. I split my vote on this one. Yep. So my my vote personally for me, um, and what I voted for was Doom Eternal. Because I can't go past the Mick Gordon soundtrack. Mick Gordon could. Um, I, I, look, 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 it's that's not unfair. unfair. It's not without. It's not without its controversy. I will give it that. Uh, but it's an iffy master. But, it's fine. It happens. But in that game, it is like the, the 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 music in that game is like the score of that game is like another character. It's its own character and it has its own feel. It's a similar way I feel about like a Persona Five or a Persona game. The music in that has its own personality and its own character that adds and works in tandem with the game itself. So I voted for, for Doom Eternal. What I think is going to win is Final Fantasy VII Remake. Because, I mean, I, I, I'm friends with you and our friendship group. And so I've listened to various different versions of that soundtrack over the years. And I think this one does such a great job of representing all those not only the original but all those different variations over the years yeah um, so we've heard um, as it was to be a surprise to no one i've doubled down on final fantasy 7 remake because no. frankly like i look i loved all these soundtracks but literally no soundtrack comes close to touching what that soundtrack is even going beyond the fact that a lot of it is just like oh it's so cool hearing this song sound like this versus how it sounded you know on the ps1 release um, just the way they played with the compositions, added in little themes to sort of tease the bigger picture of what this game's story could be telling with songs from outside of Seven itself. Uh, the new compositions were amazing. Just when they let loose, like everything in the war market is just so good. That entire, yeah. like all the music in the war market section is amazing having essentially every boss having their own theme, their own boss, either iteration of the boss battle music or their own boss song is stunning. And like, if you want to listen to me talk about this, I, th- I don't think I did it enough justice on the seven um, spoiler mode we did back in June, but I could talk, I could do another full, like two hour, two hour episode on just the music to this game, but it should win. It should win. And I mean, no disrespect to anyone else. Like Mick Gordon, Darren Corb, Gareth Cocker, and um, Gustavo Sanatilla, and like all the music with yeah, the additional music by Matt Cortell. Look, you're all great, but this soundtrack is a dream come true, and it should be yeah. recognized for that. <laughs> that's why I think it'll win. I think that's why it's going to win. Um, oh, is it me now? Yeah, I believe it is. Is it you? Yeah, it is. I think so. All right, cool. Um, all right. So. I talked We've a long got... time there, so I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I was expecting it. I was just like, this is Karen's time to shine and sit back. But uh but yeah, I, I think it will win. But uh best art direction. The nominees are Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and The Last of Us Part Two. Um I'm gonna say this now. Going on out, I've doubled down on the next four categories. I have not actually. So a couple I, I of them say I had to vote that... with my heart, and I know my heart's going to get broken. <laughs> yeah. So I've doubled down 
on on all of these. So like my my response will be for my personal vote and what I think is going to win. Um, I, where did you land? I, on I this doubled one? on Hades again. If you're talking art, di- yeah. art direction, like yeah, it's super giant. Yep, it's super giant. Again, and- I mean, I mean, don't no disrespect because honestly, the other one I was looking at was Ori and the Will of the Wisps because that game is gorgeous, but yes. also every single character and object and room in Hades was just a treat for my eyes. Like the art, um, yeah, God. And and Ghost of Tsushima as well was, yeah, was definitely cool. one of the ones I was toasting up. Like environmentally, like that yeah. the way that area that game plays with colors and yeah, oh, in a, in a time when we couldn't really go outside, it was stunning. And the fact that like the load times on that game they were good. Were I still don't know how they did real it on the PS4. Good. No idea. Um, but yeah, I doubled down on Hades as well because yeah. yeah, I mean. Go do it. Go do it for all the uh, the thirst trap characters that are. Everyone is very attractive, and it's fine. Super attractive and super horny game, and I'm sort of here for it. So, because it's also a really good game. It just is a great package. Um, but yeah. All right. So next up is best narrative. Uh, so the nominees for best narrative are Thirteen Sentinels, Igus Rim, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima. Hades and The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, so you, you've doubled down on all of them, Joel. So what did you pick for this one? Last of Us. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is, for, it is for safe. It is for safe bet. Let's be honest. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is, but it's also like it's the narrative that like it's, it's the story that anytime I talk to someone who's played it, you have that moment where you're just like, "Oh, yeah, Last of Us Two, and you just go, "Fuck!" Like you just sort of like flashback a little bit to some of the moments in that game and it it knew what it knew the story it wanted to tell and it was not afraid to tell it the way that they wanted to tell it and even if it was a bit messy along the way absolutely but i think that was intentional in a way and i i respect them for that so i and it's yeah one of the best stories i've played this year hands down personally Uh, so yeah like i i picked it i believe it will win I think it will win, but my my vote went to Thirteen Sentinels: Igus Rim because that game's story it's a slow burn, but as you play more of it and it starts, you start piecing together what's happening. It is quite unlike anything else on this list here or anything else I played recently, um, and I was honestly just ch- so chuffed to see it recognized that I'm like, no, nah, I've got to vote for it. I've got to do it. It's on special for this Black Friday sale on PS4 right now for like two more days. Play it. Buy $66. Like, it's Australian. It's cheaper than I paid like full price at EB for it. It's a good game. Play it. I hope it wins, yeah, but it probably I, won't. Last time I was probably win. But I want 13 seconds to win so badly. I keep hearing that. Any Everyone who's played it, they're just like, it's the fucking best story. Like, it's game so, like, I couldn't even like, really explain to you why it is because you really do have to play it to watch it all come together, but just I, the way it comes together as as you play through is so good. I watched you play a bit of it, and I was like, I have no idea what's going on here. This, like, I not even like I couldn't even. I had no idea what was going on, and I was like, okay, cool, fair enough. I'm sure I would if I played it, but like, it was cool just to sort of like dip into however long you've been playing it for, and just be like, I got no, I got nothing. I think I'm on like twenty hours now or something. Um, yeah. 
yeah, it's very, it's it's a very good story. And again, just like just happy to see it recognized. Even if it doesn't win, it'll be nice to see its name up on the big screen. Um, Vanillaware yeah. and Atlas have done just amazing stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, we're almost there. We've got two categories left. So, best game direction. The nominees are Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades. Half-Life Alex and The Last of Us Part 2. Where did you sit on this one? I looked at this one for a while. It was actually the last one I completed. Right. Like I cuz I was like, cool, let's just do this one by one. Did the did game of the year, I was like, cool, that's done. Got to this one, looked at the nominees and was like, okay, best game direction. And then I was like, okay, I'll look at the description. And like the description is like awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovative innovation in game direction and design. Look, I love all of these games. Well, I mean, I didn't play Half-Life Alex, but I played the rest of them. I love them. Nothing, uh, you know, they were, all like, they were all really well-directed games. I don't know what to say besides that. So I doubled down on Last of Us Part 2. None of them really gave me any real sense of innovation at all. <laughs> um, I was tossing up between what I ended up picking, which was Last of Us Part 2. I doubled down on that. But I was thinking about Ghost of Tsushima. Um, just because that game is, like, the definition of cinematic. Like, it is mm-hmm. gorgeous to look at. It is... Some of the cutscenes in that game are framed so well and are, like, uh, paying homage to, like, that samurai... Like, classic samurai cinema that it is, you know, drawing from so heavily... Um, and to the point that there is a fucking Kurosawa mode in the game that makes it look like a Kurosawa film. Um, so you can be your own director as well. I mean, maybe next year they should have a cinematic direction game, like, award. Because if that had been, like, maybe, maybe, but, like, game direction? It just, yeah, Tsushima didn't really come close to at least, like, Last of Us or Hades for me personally. Yeah, no, that, that's why I went with the that's why I went with mm. the Last of Us in, in the end because I mean, yeah, like I said before, it not only with its narrative but with its gameplay that very reminiscent of like uh, uh, not Last of Us Part Two, um, <laughs> Red Dead Redemption Two, um, like it and also Death Stranding as well. It pushes back against you at points in that game, like yes, and it, that that is a very like that's a, that's a bold decision to make in a video game, especially in this day and age. And I think it pays off because it ties into the narrative really well. And I think it just wraps that whole game up in a a nice package. <laughs> it's yeah. Well, we have our loose ends, Joel, but I'm sure we'll explore in part three. Yeah, exactly. But for now, I'm satisfied. Again, it's so hard to describe how I feel about that game, but I think I enjoyed it. Is the Best way to put it. <laughs> More than anything. Wow. So we arrived, Joel. Mm. We arrive at Game of the Year. Mm-hmm. An award that recognizes a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. Um, all right, geez. So the nominees for this award are Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Animal Crossing New Horizons and The Last of Us Part 2. <clears throat> oh, God, you, so, you, du- you doubled down, Joel. 
I I love a I love a good gamble. This is interesting. So and I doubled down. I'm putting my money on Hades. I was hoping you wouldn't, Joel. Oh, really? Oh no. So well, no, I didn't, <coughs> but here's the thing: I didn't double down. Right. Okay. Because I voted for the true game of the year, and that is Final <laughs> Fantasy VII Remake. Of course, yeah. It just is. But I do think that Hades will win. Uh, and I, I think part it of it too. came from like a just a cheeky little reading of um, the Golden Joysticks last week and was just like, oh, Game of the Year was Last of Us Part 2. Wait, there's a Critics Game of the Year. No, that was Hades. Interesting. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I do think Last of Us Part 2 has a big chance still. But yeah, no, I also think that Hades might edge it out. I think so too. Um, I mean, Seven Remake could as well. I, I wanted really. to, but I really... It's... it's- it's the out. It's it's one of the outsiders, but I don't think it's that far outside. To be honest, I mean, this is a really good. Like the game of the year list is pretty strong. The only one here that I'd really, and it's nothing personal against the game, but I don't. Yep. I'm like Animal Crossing. It's good to see the nod. I I mean, I would probably put Animal Crossing up there over Doom Eternal. Yeah, personally, well, I I fucking loved Doom Eternal, but I think if you look at what Animal Crossing's done this year. I think it look Doom well Slayer truly... would probably happily take one for Isabel just for the team. Exactly, that's the thing. Like, it, it is nice to see them both there. Um, there's that great comic someone made of like the the uh, Doom Slayer um, voting for uh, Animal Crossing and Isabel yeah. voting for Doom Eternal. I was like, that's great, continuing that trend. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just I thought about it because in my my first thought was like, oh, Last of Us, like it's gonna be game of the year. But because it's it was such a uh, hot like a, a point of contention between so many people, um, where most people were like, I did, I I enjoyed the game, um, but there was also a lot of controversy around it. Whereas Hades, anytime you see someone, you see it's great to watch on Twitter when someone's like oh, finally picking up Hades and giving it a go, and just watching them unpack it all and sort of dive into it and get really into the systems of the game and also the narrative of the game and how the narrative is dished out to you and just see them sort of slowly become more and more and more uh, enveloped and, and obsessed with this game. Absolutely. Um, so I think, yeah, I, and you know what? I fucking hope so. Cause that would be awesome to see. Yeah. To, no, to see him take it out. Like for me, the main thing that stops me like is this is going to come up a lot in our personal list as well. Last of Us Part 2 is really good. It's a really good game. I'm not going to argue against that, but if I weigh up the time I invested in it and Hades and how happy I walked out of both experiences, and that's the thing, like Last of Us is not a game that, that, that you finish and go, huh, what a fun romp that was. It's a game you finish mm. and go, oh God, I'm just like exhausted and tired and sad, but angry still, but I don't know how to feel. <laughs> and also like a little, like weirdly hopeful as well in like some a, aspects. Yeah, like it's, yeah, it's just, a of, is there like a little bit of hope there. Yeah. And like, then you go back to the sadness again. Um, mm, yeah. But like, and again, that shouldn't weigh against the game for game of the year. But for me personally, it did. So if I were, if I had been voting, you know, as a critic on this, then that is probably why I would pick Hades. Um, right. But again, Hades was also just a really solid game. From top to bottom. Like, I cannot... If, if I looked at Hades, I can't look at one thing in it and go, this part here, like this little thing here, 
get rid of that because it's just a delight. Yeah. Yep. It's all it's it, it's it's all killer no filler that game. Um. Yeah. Well, that's there it. Go. There you go. That is it for the nominees. Oh, um, so I'm interested to see who wins. Like, there's some interesting picks there. Yeah, like I, I think it's. Uh, I was worried for a while there it was going to be a little bit samey same, but there's some interesting stuff in there to keep things. I reckon some of those uh, double downs are going to really help you at the end there. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I really hope so. Come on, this I oh, got. It's going to be my year. Please, <laughs> please, please, just one, just one, please. Anyway, um. What do you think we're going to see? Just really quickly before we wrap up the show, what you, the other big part of of the game awards? Obviously, apart from the awards themselves, and some people would argue that the they are more important than the awards themselves. Are the, Let's uh, the be world honest, premieres? I think, I think we know what gets the viewers exactly. It's yeah. the world it's premieres. The <laughs> world premieres. So, like, just quickly, is there anything do you think we'll definitely see? Might see? Would love to see? So for thing I keep coming back to, and I spoke to you about this before the show, is mm-hmm. I know this year has been really weird and hard for game development. Um, there's been several big games that have just been MIA all year. Mm-hmm. And two big ones that I keep coming back to that, um, I mean, it's not unfair to say, like, it's not, I don't want to say that we expect to see them or we deserve to see them, but um, it was surprising they didn't show up anywhere considering that I think they've both been cooking. Well, maybe one of them hasn't been. One of them's only been announced for just over a year. Um, and that is from Software's Elden Ring and Nintendo's Breath of Wild 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nintendo at least typically loves a good Game Awards reveal. Sometimes yeah. it brings it, like Joker in Persona 5 and mm-hmm. like, uh, the Bayonetta stuff. Other times there was whatever the hell they'd had last year, which I don't even remember. What was it? They had something. But yeah. I, see, see what I mean, though? Like, so Nintendo can go either way. Yeah, I have no idea what they had last year. Hmm. Yeah, I can't think. But um, I do, like, that's what you got to wonder, right? But having said that, Nintendo also could decide to just hold off on um, Zelda till next year. Yep. I did just until put out, they, you know, Age of Calamities, so. Until they have, like, you know, the Direct all lined up and have the, the uh, Breath of the Wild Direct and go straight to that. Exactly. Um, oh, I had something I completely forgot now. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, oh, so... Actually, maybe... before you go on, I know what they yeah. announced last year. What was it? <laughs> it was it was Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. It was too. And what it was a like, weird announcement. <laughs> yeah, it was cool because it was like the early in the show, like, oh, cool, Nintendo's bringing the heat. And that was all they brought. And it was yeah. like... Oh, okay. They run out of gas. You guys have an Ultimate Alliance sequel. I mean, no one asked for this, but no. <laughs> um, what if we see um, Respawn's next Jedi game? Uh, like an early tease for that wouldn't be too far. And if we're going by the EA schedule, like, like, I, I, I mean... wouldn't be surprised to see that game pop up end of next year all things going well do ea have any other star wars games on the slate before it uh no the other other one was um was squadrons and that's out and they're not doing any post launch stuff for that maybe i don't know star wars is a weird one like maybe it shows up i mean it'll be funny if it did 
like given that Jedi Fallen Order is like it got it got a, a courteous nod in one category. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> missing the um, deadline, um, so getting a well, nod maybe this year. I was gonna say maybe that's that's the whole that, that maybe that's their whole game. It was like maybe it wins. Who knows? We're not, <laughs> oh, no, but I'm saying like we're not gonna win an award. Fuck it. Here, have a trailer. We still want to be relevant this year. So maybe I just oh. popped into my head then, and I was like, I I wouldn't count that out to be honest. The only part that stops me hoping is just because it's EA. Have they? I don't typically think they really. Sh- I mean, it's weird. It's weird to say they don't show up at game awards, but I really don't think they do. They don't, but they usually do E3 or their own True. thing around E3, and that they did do that this year, but it was eh, lackluster, to say the least. Um, the, I mean, the highlight could, was Greg Miller. I could say most of it for like to most of the events this year. Honestly, it's been oh, such course, a weird yeah. year. 100%. So that's why I'm thinking, like, maybe yeah, I want to get foot at the door. Just a tease. It's all it needs to be is, like, maybe the name. More than fucking Vince, what's his name, coming out, like, being oh, oh my in the front row with Andrea Renee and yeah. announcing the title and being really coy about it and not saying anything else. More than that, but not, like, a full feature-length trailer or anything like that. I think it's, yeah, like, a 30-second trailer. Look, it's not impossible. See Cal Kestis rock back, like, again... Yeah, I don't know. And you know, I'm fucking. I want that because that game was lock fun. In, lock in that Fortnite trailer for Mandalorian, though. While we're talking Star Wars, like love back. Oh yeah, is that rumored yeah. or? Well, no. Well, did there was like a that launcher leak that like from that had like oh, yeah. Fortnite had Mando front and center. I'm like, I mean, I believe it. Really, I believe it. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, the Marvel just, just was pretty a, cool. Marvel, yes, yeah, Marvel mm. season. So, mm. yeah, apparently, it was um, really good. The Jedi, yeah, I mean, maybe. Like at this point, it's it's stupid of me to be like, no, Joel, that's impossible, because twenty twenty has been such a weird year that it yeah. could show up. Yeah, it really um, depends on how far along it is and if EA wants to tease it yet. Yeah. All right. What what's what's the ultimate wild card, like ultimate dream moment? Oh come on, thing. Now. This is bait. <laughs> hey, I'm genuinely asking you. Well, to surprise absolutely no person who listens to this podcast, the only, like, literally, if the only thing this award's had was, like, Jeff Keighley, like, looking in the camera and just literally reading off all the winners, and they're like, oh, here's our one trailer, and it was Metroid Prime 4, then that is the best game awards ever, and you can take all the yep. rest of them, and you can pull them straight in a bin. Like, straight in the <laughs> bin, close the lid, and then put that bin in a bigger bin. But that's not, it's probably not happening. Yeah. So I just refuse to get like, but that's it, right? If it was a Prime 4 trailer, then I am officially the happiest person on this planet. What's the next one down the list? Like, Trilogy. <laughs> below that one. Final Fantasy Seven Part 2. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Like, I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm fucking invested now. They it's got weird, me in, right? Cause got Square, my hooks in me. Square's got so many things on their plate again already. <laughs> well, that's it. Like they could they could show sixteen again. They said they there could. was more information coming later next year. But they did just also put up a site with a bunch of like, you know, character details and world details and stuff. Another and world ends with you, trailer. I don't know. That was just revealed. Man, I'm, fuck it. it. Give us a gameplay trailer. We need a oh, chance to be... talk about it. <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> we didn't get a chance to. Mm-hmm. But it, it's real. We're going it's back. Real. It's play real. It's real. Game. It's real and it looks real good. <laughs> I'm probably gonna have to double buy it, aren't I? Because I don't know if I want to play it on Switch or on PS4, like in bed or looking really good. 
and running at a stable frame rate. I don't know. It's I'm tough. I'm probably buying the Switch. But, um, both. Both. Got to be both. Uh, but yeah, like, beyond those three things, right? What What mm. is it for you? Oh, boy. I don't know. A, a new Burnout game? Like, mm-hmm. I, 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 something, something like that. And it's, I don't feel like I, it, it sucks because the two things I like arcade racing game things that I want would be a new burnout game or need for speed underground remastered, but I, I don't want it remastered. I want it remade because I've seen those fucking remasters and they aren't remasters. They're just putting them, making them available on, you know, more current gen. Yeah, it's just like, like, what are you talking about, man? Fuck it! I bought that fucking Burnout Paradise remastered, and I'm gonna buy it again on the Switch when it's cheap enough too. Don't fucking get me wrong, but there's now. Nah, come on, come we'll, on. We'll be queuing up next year for Mass Effect. Yeah, true. I mean, hey, it could. I mean, it, it's it, like maybe Dragon Age as well. Like, yeah, it's got a few things they could show. It's true. We had yeah. a tease for Dragon Age earlier, like when they had their, during their E3, they were like, oh, here's some in-engine stuff. Yeah. God, yeah, that's right. Um, I, I, I'd also like to see Bayonetta 3. It would be nice. Platinum is such a good busy team, but it'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then also, I think my, my, my thing is, I just want like a, a, I want to be surprised by like a cool indie game. That's what I want. I, just, I like those indie games. And I like a good Shadow Drop as well. Who doesn't so, have a shadow drop, right? Yeah, exactly. Like a good shadow drop. You know, hey, do you know what would be a good shadow drop? Fucking Cuphead DLC. Oh, Joel, I'm sorry. Oh, it got delayed, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it did, didn't it? Hey, it was, it hey, was maybe, just it was just the other day. That's right, de- they did. It was delayed mm. indefinitely. <laughs> indefinitely. Yeah, I, just because of because of COVID, man. Apparently, it's it. But I, I'm sorry to write on your parade right like on the show as we speak right now. <sighs> I knew it was delayed for a while. I did yeah, that indefinitely. I'm, I'm fairly certain. I'll, I'll double check, but I'm fairly certain that was their, their word. Oh. Again, it's not like it's not coming out. I think they're just saying indefinitely so they don't have to put a date on it and then, you know, disappoint that's fans fair. again. That's fair. But that's the thing. Okay, so complete wild card is to throw people off the scent, shadow drop at Game Awards. I mean, I need to finish the first game. I need to finish the base game. I'm so close. Actually, I should go back to that too. Anyway. I um, got to the second island and was like, cool, I beat it. <laughs> <laughs> Cuphead's oh, a fun boy. game. Now the real fight begins, Kyron. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Um, I'll go back to that when you go back to Sekiro. Oh, well, I don't have my copy of Sekiro oh, anymore. No, so I, I deleted Cuphead and I'm too lazy to download it. I can't. Hey, <laughs> well, at least you've got easier access to it. It's fine. You can just take my copy of Sekiro. All right, it's fine. <laughs> oh, you know, you don't want. Okay. I will go back to it on PS5 mm-hmm. when I get my PS5. Sometime in the next three years, I'll go back to it then because it'll be running 60 frames, and I'll hate myself 60 for it. 60 FPS. Oh, baby. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think what else. Like it's, it's when it comes to like reveals. Like obviously, you just said you want to be surprised, and at that point, it becomes really hard to be like pinpoint. Like that's why I have my safe ones to fall back on. Like a yeah. Prime Four trailer or a Seven remake part two. Uh like, hey, Blue Points, you know, free now. Demon Souls is out. I mean, Metal, Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid remake. Blue Point. It. 
do it, do I it, want it, do it. I want it so badly. I want to take that game and just inject, inject it straight into my veins. That will be... Oh, just imagine hearing that. Dun, 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 and restore, like, restore the original vision of Kojima. Yes. MGS1, PS1 version. Be gone, Twin Snakes ridiculousness. <laughs> hey, look. Hey, look. I love Twin Snakes. It's the, also, one I, it's the one I played and finished, and I enjoyed it. It, it would be cool to see the original Metal Gear Solid 1 sort yeah, of true. brought back to life as well, is all I'm saying. Um, do you think we see a... Keanu Reeves aside, do you think we see a big celebrity show up? As long as... Look, I mean, it can't be worse than Fast and the Furious last year, can it? Remember how that I mean, was the big reveal at the end of a show, was that game? It made me and sad. That game it, exists. It exists it, and it came out. It and it's, if it had been cheap enough, that was literally going to be our stakes. It it's was. Not, I'm not willing to spend that money for a, for a stakes. <laughs> I if almost there was. was to buy it, like... <laughs> I almost was. I was almost like, you know what? Fuck it. If no, if, if don't, I don't. if I like if I even if I win, I'll make Kyron play it and then I'll take it back and then I'll That'd play it so just because I want to play it. But I'd be yeah. furious the entire time. I'm going fast as well. Anyway, I think yeah, I think uh, you know all speculation can decide. That's a that's that's a good episode. Well, in that case, I want to thank you all for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. We do appreciate you giving us your time to listen to us ramble, or in this particular case, just read through a list of awards and who we think will win, which I hope you enjoyed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm, almost, I'm almost rooting for you to win as well, Joel, just just to break up the, uh, the mundane nature of my two previous victories. Sorry, I couldn't hear you from all the way up in your ivory tower, Kyron. <laughs> Me down here with the peasants. <laughs> oh, one we'll day. See. We'll see who's laughing in a couple of weeks. An uprising will come. Uh, um, as always, if you want to keep up with us, you can find us across the social medias. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where we are just dialogue options. Whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, whether it's Spotify or Podchaser or Podbean or iTunes or Google Podcasts, just any sort of review, share, or whatever, stars, thumbs up. It helps and would mean a whole great deal to us. Uh, as for our individual accounts, you can find me on Twitter, where I am at LemonManX, where my most recent tweet was just... I'll do two, because this one's very short, and just... Man- Mandalorian continues to make the weeks worth getting through. Uh, doubly, triply, quadruply true after the most recent one. I'm two episodes behind, and it's Joel, killing you, me. You are in for a treat when you catch up. <laughs> I've like I've already had like a couple of things thrown at me where I'm like no I I don't think there's like okay oh, cool good 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 just I, I want to be we'll, like we'll talk about a this dangerous afterwards. place right now for you I know it is and I'm like I just should I just should I just watch it and like just take take it on the chin and say sorry Ash I watched it because that's the thing I watch it with my wife so yeah oh that age old dilemma but yeah it's tough um, you're getting it. when you when you catch up you'll have fun. Um, and for the other thing I'm going to plug from my Twitter feed, it's going to be diving back a few days to the, to the era of November 20th. And just want to do a shout out to Broad Goddess from Hunting Seasons for having the two of us on to talk about Auntie Donna's big old house of fun. That was going to be one of the things I was going to bring. Yeah. My tweets. Oh, I'm so, bringing it. Sucker. Yeah, hundred percent. I, 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 I also do as well. Um, <laughs> no, I yeah. said it first, so I get full credit. No, that was just, it was just so much fun. Yep. 
with uh, yeah, with Brod and uh, and Paul Meezy from um, Swapcast. Uh, the Swapcast, Swapcast podcast. Um, so yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was good fun, yeah. a good way to spend a night. Just yeah, talking just about, talking about absurd sketch comedy and how hard it is to put into words why I enjoy it, but also it just breaks me every time. Uh, but where can I find you, Joel? Uh, you can find me at Jolly Mac, uh, where I've posted a few photos from my little getaway with my family. Um, but the last few things I was posting about before that, um, uh, last Sunday for us here, it would have been Saturday in America, um, my boys, my McElroy boys, uh, from my brother, my brother and me, did a, obviously they used to do a lot of live shows around the States. Um, and I always dreamed that I either go to the States and see one or they'd come to Australia. That sure as shit isn't going to happen anytime soon, if not ever now. Um, so they did a virtual live show um, last week and it was like 10 bucks a ticket. And it was just, yeah, a virtual version of the show. But it was so good to sort of watch an episode of My Brother, My Brother and Me because I'm so used to listening to it. And seeing their reactions and how they sort of interacted and played it up for the cameras as well. It was great. And I had such a good time. Um, and it honestly gave me the same feeling of like being at a live show, being excited to watch it live. Um, it just happened to be at like 1, 1 p.m. in the afternoon for us. So that kind of worked out really well. It's a good um, time. I like, that's yeah. why I like, I really like um, the Easy Allies, a lot of their most, most significantly their group stream is like middle of the day on like mm-hmm. Wednesday or Thursday. And it's just like perfect. Either yep. I'm at home, I haven't started work yet, or I'm at work and I'm on a break. So this is great. Yep. Yeah. So that was that was uh, one of the other things from I've been tweeting about this weekend. It was a lot of fun. And yeah, my brother and my brother and me is my favorite. I love Shout it so out much. to content. <laughs> yes, indeed. But that's all for me. Well, in that case, I will let our wonderful theme song see us out and we will catch you guys next time. Options podcast.